Welcome to episode 11 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Hey, did you uh, did you catch the Oscars uh, Sunday night? Uh, no. You know, I actually I hate watching award shows because they're so fucking stupid. But I know there was a lot of shit going on about this, this particular uh, Oscar episode. So, you know, the next day or Monday I ended up, you know, looking up uh, – articles and stuff like that and and wanted to see what chris rock would would do um because you know he was going to bring it you know and make fun of a lot of white people basically for for what they were doing so yeah the opening monologue um was uh pretty uh it was uh it was pretty strong i mean and actually the whole ceremony he was uh commenting on um no african-americans being uh or actually just lack of diversity altogether in the Oscars, and which is something that's come up many, many times over the years, um, but it was very, very apparent that um, it was uh, everything that that everyone was talking about. And he um, he even commented that he was going to quit; he didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, and he made that he's joke. Like, then he's like, you know, I got, I have a responsibility; I need to do it. But, well, so, he also said that he he made the joke. Uh, what did he say? He said he was tired of losing out part. He was tired of losing out jobs to Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I better do the Oscars. Yeah, Kevin Hart's gonna do it. So here's my problem with the whole the whole diversity thing. Um, now I didn't watch the whole Oscars, um, so correct me if I'm wrong. If you did watch it, mm-hmm. but I basically just checked out the highlights yeah. and. Um, you know, basically, you know, you get all these things that review all these sites that review the Oscars and things that you would have missed. And, you know, of course I watched the entire monologue for, for Chris Rock and I have a problem with when somebody says diversity and only mentions one color or race. Right. Um, not to mention the big thing was to, for me being, being Chinese that, um, you know, he he made jokes about, you know, blacks or whatever and, and whites in there, but but he made it in the sense of trying to bring um, exposure to the lack of quote unquote diversity. Right. But the problem I had was that he made this joke, this cheap joke about uh, about Asians. Um, oh, that's what the with the little kids, with the three little kids being the accountants. And I, here's the fucked up thing about that whole situation: the three kids. They apparently did not tell the parents what the joke was until the day of or the night of the Oscars. So those kids were auditioning for this thing and had no fucking clue that they were going to be the butt of the joke. That's pretty poor. And so when I read that, I was even more pissed off about it because, you know, diversity means – diverse right all different races so, shapes sizes gender but it doesn't it. but it's uh, it really annoys the hell out of me when it, I, I i get this a lot i feel like i feel like when you're talking about diversity the big two are always uh blacks and latino yeah and um well especially we live in california so latino you know right the majority of the right no and i and i get that but when you when you start throwing in and you can talk about your your you know your your blacks and latinos and that's fine but when you start throwing the terminology of diversity in hollywood and diversity in movies and things like that you better be mentioning more than one because that's what that means or more than yeah, two absolutely 
And, um, well, you know, getting back to the three kids, like that, that really pissed me off when I read the article that they didn't even let the parents know that, you know, that they were going to be the butt of the joke. Why, why do you think that it, you think that they would have uh, said they would just pulled their kids out? They're like, you're not. They were probably this. afraid of like, you're going to exploit my kids for a cheap math joke or a cheap labor joke. Right. You know, and, and that's 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 fucked up. You know, well, what's even more fucked up is Chris Rock did it. It's not just like some white dude did it. You know, he's 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 champion diversity. And yet he makes a cheap joke, a cheap Asian joke. And I'm like, aren't you? But see, aren't your your point is that you know we need more diversity. So like, why poke fun at another race? And here's the other. Thing. Let, let, let's. I know it's always late. We always forget this shit because we just do it on the fly. <laughs> but we're five minutes into the podcast around, and let 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 us both preface this entire episode by saying that when we say diverse, we mean diverse. We don't care. We are on the same page. I'm, I'm speaking for you now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are on the same page when we talk about diverse, and we're on the same page when we talk about we don't care what you change, the gender, the race, whatever the character was supposed to be to what you want to update it to as long as it makes sense for the story. Absolutely. So we don't care what you do. I don't care if you take Superman and make him an Ethiopian gay woman. I don't care. It's probably better than what Zack Snyder would, would do anyway. Go, I would go watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have 10 bucks right I, now for you. I bet you whoever directs that movie probably does a better character development, <laughs> and that person does not kill anybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, be a lot more sensitive Superman, that's for sure. Yeah, but so like, we, don't, we don't care. Like We want to make sure that you absolutely. understand that as a listener, that we don't care as long as whatever's best for the story. And, and, and you know, when when we watch or what's going on now in Hollywood where they're trying to trying to make it a little bit more diverse. And, and a great example of that is, is fantastic Four. Oh yeah, absolutely. When they changed Mike, uh, Mike, they got Michael B. Jordan, who's a phenomenal actor, yes. just great actor. And they got him to be Johnny storm. And I was, was like, a, okay, there was, there was a big, big shit storm over that. Yeah, I have was. no idea why I loved him in Fruitvale station and, and, uh, Chronicle. Was Chronicle. Oh my God! And he's amazing Phenomenal. in Creed. Amazing oh, is Creed. Oh yeah, in, in Creed. I mean, and um, he should have gotten nominated for that. Song. Yeah, he should have. So, but my problem with that story is 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 has nothing to do with the fact that Johnny Storm was black, right? Because they introduced this storyline where it was Sue Storm that was um, adopted into the Storm, I think, family, right? So, yes. so, but. Other than, I believe, only one mention or a couple of uh, allusions to how Johnny Storm wasn't always trying to be different than his sister, mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of plot or character development to that major, major change that did. So in other words, you're saying like they, they made that change just for the sake of like... I'm not saying they did. Shaking it up a no, little bit? No, I'm not or... saying... I'm not saying they did. I'm not, I'm not saying they did that, but they, they failed. They, they failed to update a family dynamic in that story. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so they updated the characters, but didn't like update well, they updated, the story to kind of fit it. I'm going to say it's updating. Like it's, it's not like the iron fist. It's more of like, if you want to change, if you want to change the family dynamic, cause that's what the fantastic four basically is. It's yeah, a family it's a of family. super, the first family of superheroes. Absolutely. And there was always that dynamic between Sue and, and, and Johnny Sue mm -hmm. being the older, 
um, older one in the comic books and mm-hmm. always looking after Johnny. But now you introduce this whole adoption thing, and they could have done so much in that realm of character developing both Sue and Johnny um, into this into the superhero story, and they didn't do that. No, they didn't. Because that's really a big thing. Feel like siblings, right? No, they don't no. Really... Other than the I fact mean, that they had they share okay. the same name and they mentioned that she was adopted. You know where they do that really well, and we've talked about that show that we watch every week. They do it in the Flash perfectly. Right. They do it in the Flash right. perfectly because the that's West updated. family. That's updated. Absolutely. The West family are African-American and Barry was adopted in that family when his parent, his mom died and his dad went to jail. And, and they do it really well. You believe that they're a family unit and yeah. they even act accordingly, father and sister and all that stuff. Yeah, some of the best scenes are when, um, are when Barry's talking to uh, Joe. Yeah, so you know, and they're talking. They're not even talking about being a superhero. They're talking about family stuff. Absolutely, and those are the best scenes. And and you're in your you're absolutely right. Like, there's an example of how updating or you know changing the race of a family of of not family, sorry, of a character, and then actually making that work for the story that is within that world. And I'm okay with that because it it can work. But Fantastic Four. When you fail miserably and you update or you change the race to, you know, a beloved character and you fail miserably to tell a better story than what it, you know, what, a, what, a, what it was in the comic books for years, for decades, it does make it seem like you just updated it just to update it to be diverse. And right, absolutely. It, and I'm not saying that they did that. I'm just saying, like, when you fail miserably like that movie fails, <laughs> it, it makes no – now you're telling me that it makes no – now you're showing me that it made no sense for you to do that. Right. And not to mention, what a waste of fucking talent in that movie. Every single one of those people are talented. I mean, even, you know, Miles Tanner, uh, I think it's Tanner, Miles Tanner, the guy that played um, Reed, Reed Richards. Richards yeah. He was in this movie called Whiplash, which is fucking phenomenal. I don't know if you've seen that movie. No. You've got to watch that movie, like, right away. J.K. Simmons plays the instructor that teaches him the drums and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it It's phenomenal. But he's an awesome actor. Michael B. Jordan is awesome. Uh Kate Mara is pretty good. I've seen her in some good things. Um, yeah, both Mara sisters can can act. Can really act, and then um, and, and then the, ironically, Rooney Mara is part of this diversity conversation too. <laughs> Fantastic. And then the other guy, I think it's uh, Ben Grimm. He's he's a really good uh, actor as well. He's been in some really good things. Um, so yeah, they, it was it was a total waste of talent, um, totally. Um, but we can just go on and on about Fantastic Four. Oh, uh, so tying into that whole tying into the the other Mara sister, uh, I think it's her name is Rooney Mara, who was in Mara. Pan, mm-hmm. who was in Pan, right? So she plays a character called Tiger Lily, who is wearing, um, I believe, like American Indian garb. Oh, right, a headpiece right. or whatever, and she, I, I think she's supposed to her character. Everything about her in the movie points to being like American Indian or something like that. I think, or some kind of like native. It, I, I think you're right. But okay. you cannot get a whiter person to to be that, you know. <laughs> so, so the Mara sisters are 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 in two movies that um, have something where they could have, you know, done a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the, I think this, um, I think this all started for us anyway. When um, when who another great actress uh, Emma Stone was cast in that movie, uh, Aloha. Where she, yeah, where she plays. 
somebody who's like what is it like half asian she's supposed to be like half chinese or half asian she even has i think a, a asian a, last name yeah or absolutely and i watched them i got 20 minutes of that movie i couldn't i just it was so beyond the realm of believability that it took you right out of the movie and i think cameron crowe even went on record saying after the movie came out that he made a mistake yeah of course he says it afterwards because right, yeah. like you know of course um th- there's so many different um uh examples that we can think of i mean more recently i know scarlett johansson has been cast uh in ghost in the shell well let um we know that iron fist yeah, it, well it, you know what iron fist doesn't count and here's why iron fist doesn't count okay. because iron fist was a lost opportunity where because iron fist was white that's right in the comic that's books right. he's white and i'm not too familiar with iron fist but i read up a little bit on it where it wasn't really backlash. It was more of it was more of Marvel losing an opportunity to actually put diversity into that character because, from my understanding, you were basically trying to see the world of martial arts and Asian culture through the eyes of a of a white guy. Okay. In Iron Fist, and to update the not to update the character, but update the narrative of that entire uh, show um, or the character itself, I should say. Because now, with America being more diverse than it was back when Iron Fist was first introduced, mm-hmm. you could have had an Asian guy bring an Asian culture and martial arts into America and having him try to struggle living in this world. In, in, when I say this world, I mean America. And mm-hmm. that was – it was a lost opportunity as far as that goes. Well, it's storytelling, all that. And also when they actually do the Defenders, um, they would have had – a white guy, Daredevil, they would have had, you know, Luke Cage, an African-American. They would have had Jessica Jones, a female. Then they could have had an Asian actor uh, be, you know, Iron right. Fist. And they could have had a very diverse uh, defender team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lost opportunity. But at the same time, it's not something where I'm going to harp over because it, it, they're obviously trying to stay true to the character. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay yeah. with, with that part of it. Um, it. That was just a lost opportunity. But, you know, like all other podcasts, I don't ever prepare for shit. And this time I, <laughs> I did, and of course I fucking forgot half the stuff. But let me just go through this list okay. of this whitewashing in Hollywood to, to give you an idea of how messed up things are. And, you know, like especially with like Gods of Egypt that just tanked at the box oh office. Oh, my God. Don't even give me So the started. movie basically just sucks in itself. But you got white actors – British actors, and I think uh, Gerard Butler is Irish or Scottish or something like that. I don't know. It's still white. But he's white, basically. (laughs) Uh, White with an accent. But um, so let's let's go through some of this. So one of the worst whitewashing characters of all time happens to be in one of the most popular movies of all time, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. And that's Mickey Rooney playing the Japanese guy. And if you take a look at this computer screen, you can't see it, folks. You could not find a more racist fucking character <laughs> portrayed for an Asian person when, when did in that, a movie. When did that come out? 1961. 1961. So, okay, so I... I it goes back I, further. I definitely can't... It goes you know, back further. I'm not going to... Uh, I, I may sound like I might be defending it, but of course, in those times, you know... I don't know, like even Shakespeare times... All the men played even the female parts because I don't know why they just didn't feel women could play the parts. I don't know. Or that the men dominated the area. I don't know. Right. But like in the 60s, you know, there still was all that, you know, segregation going on. And 
Well, it gets worse. Here's another movie from so the sixties. It doesn't mean it's not any racist, folks. It just it's just I think it was a different time. But now we're we live in a world where, you know, uh, it's just it, it's a big melting pot. America is. I mean, it well, always has been. been, but it's yeah. but it's you know way more in the forefront now. And so to to kind of you know keep doing this kind of thing over and over again just seems. Um, I don't know. It just seems wrong to me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to finish this list because uh-huh. it, it, it's either going to be a very popular movie or a very popular actor to just show – like, and some of these I didn't even know. Being like not white myself, I didn't even know some of the shit was going down. Interesting. So look. All right. So I'm Peter Sellers, right? Peter, Peter Sellers. Oh. Pink Panther himself. He played a fucking Indian guy. 1968, The Party. He played an Indian guy. Peter so, Sellers. Right. And it, have you ever seen that movie? No. Okay. So when you get a chance, watch that movie. I don't want to defend it or anything, but, well, shit. It, it's fucking funny. Right. It is one of the funniest movies. Well, but me, you're right. He does play an Indian guy, and it's it. he does he, he's, Indian. No, he's just, brown, he's just brown-faced. He's brown-faced, and he's got the accent. Well, let me go through, the, let me go through this list so before. <laughs> Man, let, let me try to get through this movie. list because there's a, there's a lot. So ready? We all, we all know old... You know, from the 50s and 60s, John Wayne ruled Westerns. Oh, yeah. But did you know John Wayne played fucking Genghis Khan? What? No. He's John Wayne. John Wayne played Genghis Khan. John with, Wayne? With his, <laughs> with his fucking blue eyes. Oh. They didn't even give him fucking brown contacts. Did they have brown contacts did they, did they, back in 1956? Did they tape his eye, eye. I don't know what the fuck they did. But John Wayne. John Wade would never look fucking Asian ever. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so that there's there's there, there's a good one. Um, let's see <laughs> what else we got here. We got man, these, some of these are fucking funny. Too. I, like I, they're funny. Get some they're, really good. They're not funny in a good way because you can only laugh at them because these are so fucking ridiculous. Right. You can only... <laughs> okay, so one of my one of my most popular, like one of my favorite movies growing up. My dad showed me West Side Story. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so the main love story is with the white dude from the Jets. I forget his name. Right, no, Latino. Uh, Latino, yeah. But you know who played the Latino chick, the main character? Maria. The whole song's about her, Maria. Puerto Rican? No, fucking Natalie Wood. (laughs) All the whitest actress in Hollywood. (laughs) Right? Let me keep going. You ready? Wow. You ready? 1963. We're we're jumping around like a little bit. Cleopatra. One of the big, oh, biggest, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. You yeah, know how yeah. white she is? Yeah. Her perfume is called White Diamonds. <laughs> she played Cleopatra. Yeah. She's, okay. She's pretty Here's awesome. one I didn't even know. And and this one fucking, I think this movie won an Oscar, right? A Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind with uh, Russell Crowe. Right. Did it win an Oscar? I, uh, I think he... I think it won Best Picture that year. But okay. He didn't win. Well, Jennifer Connelly apparently plays uh you know, he she plays the wife. Yes. So what I did not know was that um, John Nash's real w- wife, Alicia, uh-huh. in real life is actually from El Salvador. So again, Jennifer Conley is the, the whitest. Not Latino at all. <laughs> not at all. What, Jennifer Lopez wasn't uh, available? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this one, I don't even, I've never even seen this movie, but this is comical in itself. Do you know who Mina Savari is? Yeah, she was in uh, the uh, with, American uh, Pie movies. American Pie movies, and then beautiful uh, American Beauty. But did you know that in two thousand seven, in the movie Stuck, she plays a black woman. 
What? <laughs> yeah, she's got cornrows in here. Uh, that okay? Okay, yeah, exactly. I, well, I remember that movie Soul Man, where the the guy like took a bunch of pills and got that was canned. different. He purposely was playing a black guy. He wasn't to trying get, to get he, money. He was pretending to be a black guy. These people are actually saying that they're black. Oh, okay, that's right. I remember Anthony okay. Hopkins. So. Was, and I've never seen this movie, but everybody knows Dragon Ball, right? Back in 2009, the movie Dragon came out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, the guy who played Goku was fucking white. <laughs> and he's Japanese or whatever in the fucking cartoon. Well, okay, so stop right there. W- was it a well-named actor? Justin Chatwin. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. But anyway, why, he was supposed to play a Japanese character. Why hire a no-name white guy when you could hire a no-name? Well, I'm just looking at his picture on the fucking internet right now. And he looks like he could have played Harry Potter. <laughs> but I'm, what I'm saying is, is why, why hire a no-name white guy when you could hire a no-name Asian guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, all they did, all they did, sense. all they did was spike his hair. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even fucking give him like eyeliner to make him look Asian. Yeah, doesn't Ryu like on Street Fighter? He doesn't really look. He's Asian, Asian either. Yeah, but he Ken is, is supposed to be white, I think. Yeah, Ken yeah, is yeah, white. Yeah. Ryu's Asian. Okay, okay, so I'm not done with the list. This gets better. Okay, <laughs> so. Remember that game, Prince of Persia? I mean, it actually tells you the oh, name of Jake what... Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's playing a Persian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, you know, I'm half Persian. I, yeah, I'm you don't look anything way... like Jake, Jake, Jake no, Gyllenhaal. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like me. No. Okay, and then, of course, this movie, uh, and the list is about 75% done. So, we love Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. The, to the TV show. The TV yeah, show. Absolutely. But when M. Night Shyamalan took it over, he decided to make the three main characters, one who's Asian and the other two are supposed to be like, um, like, uh, are they his kids? Eskimo. <laughs> like they're, what, what's that? What's the, when they're, they're not, fuck no, I'm trying to. Eskimo. Yeah. Philippines. No, 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 no. Um, because remember. Inuit? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So, so he got three white people to play. Three non-white characters. Not to mention that the movie sucked. That doesn't make any sense. M- what nationality is M. Night, by the way? Indian, I think. He's fucking Indian. So why would he hire white people? I don't know. To be his Here's one I didn't he know. he got strong-armed. Here's one I didn't know. Did you know uh, 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 Katniss Everdeen, Everdeen in The Hunger Games is not white? Jennifer Lawrence? Well, no. Jennifer Lawrence is white. No, I know. But, but the, the character, character Katniss I never, Everdeen, you know, is, I, I never read the books. I never read the books either. I watched the movie. But apparently she's not white. She, what is she? Latino? She's described she's... as non-white with dark olive skin. Dark olive skin. So she could be Hispanic or... Uh, Greek? Greek? Yeah, yeah. Not Jennifer Lawrence, which I didn't know. And this uh, movie, this movie actually won an Oscar, I think, Argo. Yep, yep. Ben Affleck plays Tony Mendez. Just leave it at that with the last name. <laughs> just leave it at that with the last name. He wanted you know, so I love that movie, but I think he was the weakest part of that movie. He was. He didn't do and anything. His so, hair, his so hair here's, looked like a wig. He, here's the, here's the worst part about this whole thing, <laughs> is that well of this of that that casting. I mean, he directed it, so I understand why he casted himself as the right. main person. But he didn't do anything in the movie. He and he doesn't do like a major acting job in the movie. Where like no. he 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 does more acting in in. In um, fuck, what's the name of the movie with that Matt Damon? A uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he does yeah. more acting in that movie than he does in Argo. So why the fuck didn't you actually cast a Latino character uh, uh, actor to play Tony Mendez? I, I don't know. Unless your ego I, got I, in the I, way. I think it's your ego. I mean, the movie he, it did win Best Picture, so he got an Oscar for that. 
Yeah, but um, directing, not being Latino. He didn't get a he no. didn't get an Oscar for being Latino. No, I don't remember who uh, won the Oscar for directing that year. It could have been him, but I, I don't think so. I think he won Best Picture. I know that, but he was the weakest part of that movie, and his hairdo looked so it looked like he could rip his hair off because I think <laughs> it was the seventies. So yeah, everyone had that wacky hair. Yeah, those that is really funny. I, I've um, that's really interesting too. Um, that I'm sure that list just goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. But what you know? More recently, they were you know upset about you know a black stormtrooper. Oh my god, they, that's the worst fucking thing they, in the world. How racist and ignorant do you have to be? First of all, the very first words in Star Wars called "It's a galaxy far, far away." There's no black people in a galaxy. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Like we said before, I think it's just Lando, and he just yeah, one black guy in the entire galaxy. That's it. That's it. And he was, uh, you know, he cooked longer in the womb or something. Yeah. You're okay. Um, that people who, <laughs> people who were upset about a black stormtrooper can go fuck, go fuck yourselves. Basically. Basically. Uh, you know, force awakens actually was the first, uh, star Wars movie to feature. I mean, it had a lot of diversity in it. It did uh, a lot. Um, and some of it might've been caricatures, but, but majority of it was pretty, pretty well done. Compared to like episode one, where everyone had these really horrible accents, you know, like Watto sounded like a, a an Italian caricature, you know, and, and a cheap guy, you know, or whatever. And then like uh, the Trade Federation sounded like really awful Japanese, you know, or Japanese like acting, yeah. And then the Gungans sounded like they were Jamaican. Yeah, totally. I mean, that was extreme. I mean, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I felt like that was extremely poor taste. Um, I don't. I'm gonna say George is like racist or something, but I'm just saying like that was really poor taste, and I felt the way Force Awakens portrayed the characters was way way better. Um, and so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what he does, you know, or what they do in the future movies. But um, yeah, so <clears throat> there's just a lot of issues right now in diversity, and it was never more apparent than in the Oscars, and of course. The people from the Oscars. But it goes, from, it goes before that. It does. It does. Well, because you know, how are you going to get nominated why, if you don't get the parts? But see, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Why does it have to start at the Oscars? The Oscars is a bullshit thing anyway. It's just, you know, stroking people's egos or, you know, or whoever wins the award, they're going to go out and watch the movie even more now because it won and gives a shit. It's, it's all bullshit anyway. It's all subjective. Okay. Uh, it's just like, you know, if, if you you have an opinion about something and other people, some people are going to agree about it. Some people aren't. It's all subjective. It's not like a math problem that you, there's only one way to solve. You know, this is a, a huge issue. And here's uh, the, here's the biggest thing about it too. If you're, if you're a numbers person and all you care about is the bottom line, if you're a suit, basically, if you're a suit, why the fuck would you not want to make your movie as diverse as possible to get as many asses into the seat? You're already charging as fucking 13 to $20 a ticket. You know, I'm going to go like, I'm going to go to any superhero movie because that's just my thing. Right. But you, you don't have to get me into the seat. You have to get average people who don't give a shit about comic books into the seat well, or it's shit not, about movies or anything. That. The second big, I mean, the, the second biggest market on the planet is China. You know, as far as movies and, and all that stuff is concerned. Right. So I don't know why they even, I mean, shit, from a, just from a money standpoint, it's like start getting get more diversity that way. If you really are, you know, worried about the bottom line, start making movies and things that include, you know, shit that, you know, their country or whatever, if that's what you're worried about. But 
of course, that's not a reason to be diverse, but I'm just saying like, you know, create more roles and things for, for other people to do. Um, don't just go for the big names. I think that you're much more successful when you just hire the right people for the job. And then you're going to get people to go to the theater because they're, they're being represented up there. It's not just like, Oh, we need, you know, fucking, you know, Russell Crowe to be in this because, you know, well, that's what they're doing with ghost in the shell. They got Scarlett Johansson to play the main character. Who's (laughs) Japanese. Then they then they released news today that they hired some legendary Japanese actor to play somebody else. Okay. But okay, so oh, here's my other thing. This is this was in my notes that I fucking forgot for today. Okay. So in Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the the white girl who ends up being obsessed with Ron Weasley? Yes. Ends up being well. Did you know that that character was actually in Harry Potter in two or three movies ago, and she was black? But it wasn't until she became a speaking part that they recast the black girl to play a to be a white girl. So, oh, wow! What the fuck is that character's name? I forget. I, I, I can't remember either. But I know I can picture the the girl in my right. mind. Uh, well, she was Ron. yeah, she was black two movies ago when she wasn't saying a fucking word in the movie. But then all of a sudden she becomes a plot point, and now you cra- you recast her as white. Well, man, I don't, that's. That's I did not. Terrible. I didn't. I did not know that either. Well, wanna... not so. Not just that. I mean, if we want to dig a little deeper, you know, I think wasn't he? Uh, he he loved, or he was uh, infatuated by Cho Chen, right? Right. Okay. Well, in the book, you know, the, obviously that relationship doesn't work out. But like in the movie, they it didn't work out because she tattled on them, but she didn't tattle that on them in the book. They were found out a different way. And I can't remember. No, no, no. It was the same. Well, no, it was the same. Way. I don't think Joe Chen. No, she did. She did. But she in the but book the, too. Yeah, in the book. But they. But in both instances, they in in the book. In the book, it's a longer burn because she she doesn't reveal early on that she ratted on them because because she was given the truth serum. Oh. In the movie, they do the same thing, but it's kind of like a. It's because kind of, no it's, one want to have anything to do with her. They're like, you fucking tattletale, and they like right. Walk away but in the, in the movie, they they tell her they tell they tell you in the movie, just like in the book, that it was truth serum or whatever it was oh. that, that that she was forced to tell. I still tell think her. that's pretty shitty, though. You don't treat people like that. But um, but but in Harry Potter, you know, like the whole remember the whole Hermione thing with the the play now. The play that they're doing now in, in London, I think it is. Oh, right. They, they recasted they cast... Hermione as a black woman. Yeah, as a black actress. Yeah. yeah. And and J.K. Rowling came out and basically was like, I never said Hermione was white. I just said she was – she was – her character was this. I never, Good ever said her, she man. was white. Good for her. Yeah, exactly. So, so – and, and that's the person who wrote the fucking book. So people who have a problem <laughs> with a black actress playing Hermione, go fuck yourself. Seriously, yeah. that's basically. I mean, she wrote the book. She knows. That's right. She knows and that Dumbledore likes dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine too. Absolutely, absolutely. You don't have a problem. Although, when you watch those movies now, you're kind of like, "You saw sitting awfully close to Harry." <laughs> <laughs> Why is his wand shaped like? Why that? is he staring at that kid? <laughs> Why is his wand shaped like anal beads? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. It is. <laughs> 
Elder one. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we don't care that that Dumbledore's no, gay. No, absolutely not. I, it, you know, I I applaud her. I think that's amazing. You know, that show, and this is before they even cast anybody. That show sold more tickets than any other show that's come before it. I mean, it's booked for the next like two years or something like that. Yeah, it is not Spider Man. It is not the Spider Man. It's not Spider Man in the dark. <laughs> Um, or whatever that was called, but, um, is that still even on? No, I think it went under it. It just, I mean, you're talking, that's millions of dollars. The entire cast died (laughs) in like an accident. Cause remember how like every Spider-Man kept fucking falling or something. It was a pinata flying around. (laughs) (laughs) At one point they got like the Macy's like mannequin and just dressed shut up because all the actors were like, I'm not fucking getting on that swing. (laughs) It's a blow up doll with a Spider-Man mask on it. just flying around No, but, uh, yeah, so I wonder how many people, you know, blew up over that and said, I'm not going to fucking go. I mean, you're just stupid. You know, that's going to be an amazing show. I wish we lived in London. I want to go see it. But it's probably one of those things. Probably Maybe it'll travel around at some point. I don't know. But we never get any cool shit on the, on the West Coast. It's what are you talking about? Coast. Hollywood's on the West Coast, you idiot. No, but we don't get that cool shit. The Broadway shows and stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I guess some of them have been on the West Coast, you know, like Wicked and some other things. But, like. They get some really cool stuff back in New York and also London. I think the um, Book of Mormon came out here. Um, I think it was on the West Coast. I think it was yeah, in San Francisco, actually. Go, oh, really? I, I thought, would have I don't know. have seen that. Isn't that a Matt? Uh, Mark, Matt, Matt Stone and Matt Trey Parker. Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. And they're, man, they're geniuses. They're, they're awesome. So good. But um, so, okay, so one of the things, I don't know about you, but, um, okay, we both loved Creed. We both yes. fucking loved Creed. Yes. And it, that movie should not exist, but... You had Ryan Coogler, who totally cracked the code. I think he went and saw that movie with his dad and when he was a kid, and like that was his dad's jam. And, and he got the character. He like really, really developed this thing, made it really that, awesome. I mean, that was all him. That was all it was him. was all him. All him. And, that, and he deserves everything. I mean, to, be, to turn an old franchise into something fresh and new. Was he nominated for a screenplay or anything or, or I, I director? I, I don't, don't think he was. I think that movie was completely shut out. Was totally snubbed. Except for Sylvester Stallone. Right. Who ended up losing anyway. I mean, he won a Golden Globe. And, you know, Sylvester Stallone's but, been around for years. And I thought that was cool that they nominated him. And it's, and it's kind of he's come full circle in 40 years. Whatever. That's fine. But what pissed me off is that I thought that Michael B. Jordan's performance was if his performance wasn't as good as it was, that movie fails miserably. Yeah. Yep. He's so fucking great in that movie. Yeah, when when the when the other person that's playing off Sylvester Stallone fails, you get uh Rocky 5. Oh, yeah. You get fucking for sure. You get the AIDS-ridden Tommy Gunn. I just <laughs> I just felt that that you know, Michael B Jordan being the young buck and and plus he's a good actor, totally elevated Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone never would have gotten nominated if you didn't have a Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Okay. And so he elevated his game. The whole movie just worked. And um, I mean, I haven't gotten up and cheered like that in a really long time. I mean, it was it was a really good, really good movie. So fast forward to the Oscars. I think even the Golden Globes, he doesn't even get a nod. I understand that Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, his performance was amazing. I love the rendering. I, I still have to watch it. Okay. He des- I, I'll just say this. He deserved it. But the point is, is that Michael B. Jordan wasn't even considered or wasn't even nominated. Well, wasn't, wasn't and, Tom Hanks nominated for Best Actor? 
I don't. I think he was. was well, it? okay. If he was, I'm gonna look it up. Either right him now. or see Eddie Redmayne won last year for um, the Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking movie, which he fucking totally deserved because he was amazing in that. But I didn't feel the movie that he was in this time around. Um, he was a good actor, but I felt like Michael B. Jordan should have been in there somewhere. He should have been one of those actors, I think, could have stepped aside, and, or not stepped aside, but they, they could have um, uh, nominated him. Because that movie, I mean, in and of itself, without Michael B. Jordan and, and uh, Rocky or whatever, Sylvester Stallone, that movie would never have worked. Never would have been as good as it was, and I. Oh, uh, he was. Tom Hanks was not nominated. Uh, somebody from Bridge of Spies was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and actually beat uh, Sylvester, beat Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, which so, I didn't think. Well, I, you I, saw Bridge of Spies, and you said that you didn't think he really deserved it. Compared, no, well, I didn't. I mean, he was good. I, to be it, fair, but, I didn't see the other. I didn't see the other nominations. I don't think. Okay, but if I'm comparing Sylvester Stallone to. The guy who actually won it for best supporting actor in, uh, for an Oscar, I probably would have to give it to Sylvester Stallone because, as <clears throat> I thought, the guy was really good, but he was he was barely in the movie, right. and he's basically in the beginning of the movie and then at the end. And yeah, he he plays he's I wouldn't say he's memorable. He plays the character very well, but I just didn't see like what made what made his supporting acting job in that movie better than Sylvester Stallone's. Right, because the idea is that you give the award to some of the best supporting actor. They're the person that supports the 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 main actors and whatnot. Okay, supports. And nobody I don't know the the rest of the movies I'd have to see some of them. Yeah, I can only I can only speak to those two people. Creed, you know, Sylvester Stallone is like the backbone. He's completely supports Michael B. Jordan's character throughout that whole thing. Right. I mean, throughout almost the entire movie. I mean, even, I mean, the, the montage in that movie has to be the longest montage in all Rocky movies. <laughs> so but, good. but it was like, it was, it wasn't just a regular, it wasn't just a regular montage because, because usually in Rocky montages, it's, it's just straight training. Absolutely. But then in this montage, they cut it with his cancer treatments. And that's part of the montage too. And that's right. that that was that stood out to me while I was watching Creed, and just the parts where he's actually sick and not knowing how to like he's that speech that he gives to to uh, Adonis is that Adonis. Adonis yeah Adonis when when he says like he's 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 okay with dying mm-hmm. in the locker room when he first finds out that he has cancer oh, yeah and he's like he's done I was like that was that was more emotion in that one speech. Than he than the other guy did in the entire, the entire movie, movie of Bridge of Spies. And, and Michael B. Jordan's uh, response to that was was phenomenal. He was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like you're gonna give up? Like I don't think so. Yeah, you know we haven't gone this far, and you're gonna, you're gonna fight. I'm fighting. You're gonna fight. I mean, it was it was an awesome moment. Um, the whole movie's awesome. Everybody's got to go see Creed. It's such a feel good, really fucking good movie. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I, I really had no expectations. Did you know that they set up the sequel in the movie itself? No, I didn't know that. I, I heard that they've always, or Kugler wanted to do a trilogy of. Uh, so here's how they set up the sequel. Movies. So while I was watching the movie, right, uh-huh. the first time you see him get into a ring, or the second time you see him get into the ring, is when he goes to, um, after his first, after the fight, you see him, he goes into that training center. Right. And he fights the number two pound for pound best fighter in the world and gets his ass knocked out. 
So I figure throughout the movie, he's training to fight that guy, right? Oh, and then... Is that the guy that they wanted Rocky to help train, but he said, no, I'm no, helping, no, 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 that's I'm somebody else. That's somebody else. Oh, that's somebody else. Okay. Yeah, he, Adonis actually knocks that guy out. Oh, that's right. That's right. But okay. so what ends up happening is the number one and the number two pound-for-pound pound fighter, their fight gets canceled because, oh. remember, he, he hurts that guy's... He hurts, right. So I was like, well, what the they, fuck? That's, that's a, that's a broken up. plot. That's a plot point was that was never addressed. I was like, is he really going to fight two people at the end of this movie? So when he just fought the the other dude, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that guy is going to be in the sequel. Because, like, how can you – like, in a Rocky movie, how are you going to get knocked out? So I'm guessing the second the, – the sequel is going to be that guy. It has, to, it has to be that guy because that guy, other guy, is supposed to go to fucking jail. Right. And he's gone for seven years. So Right. So – so the way I looked at it is that at least one of those movies, maybe the third one, he's going to do what happened to Rocky, you know, lose, or maybe lose in the third, really hard to the guy who was in prison. Right? Oh, how about that? We just wrote the whole fucking. Oh yeah, trilogy. we did it. Ryan, give us a call. Yeah, <laughs> we just wrote the whole movie. He's so gonna, in the second he's gonna movie, lose it. he's going to fight that other guy. Yeah, he's going to fight the number two guy that he got knocked out by, and then in the third movie, the other guy's going to come out of prison all fucking hard up and like jacked and shit. And then he's going to fight. He's, he's going to fight he's, him in the third movie. There's going to be a, a, you know, a Mr. T moment where he gets his ass beat because yeah. Rocky dies. Rocky dies in that movie yeah. like, like Mickey did. And then, um, you know, like Rocky's ghost trains him <laughs> <laughs> along with Mickey and Hayden Christensen. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, back to uh, so, what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's basically it. I mean, we just wanted to – talk about you know this diversity thing and how it's been an issue for a while it's our first semi-serious conversation um to get it out of the way because i don't know it just seemed to be a hot button topic and and it was something that you know that i've always that i've always kind of noticed being on the outside looking in it's weird it's never truly gone away but like there have been times where they bitched about it you know, everyone bitched about it, and then like the following year, you had Denzel Washington and Halle Berry both win Best Actor and Best Actress, um, which I, we've talked wasn't about this very before. Im- yeah, I wasn't very impressed with. Well, Training Day Training was Day. not a movie that I felt Denzel should have won for. The same way I felt that Russell Crowe shouldn't have won for Gladiator, even though that movie's awesome. I think he did a much better job in the movie The Insider. I think Denzel did a much better job in. Um, Whatever movie he was in before that, I can't remember. Probably Glory or some it, some movies. Uh, I can't remember what it is. But I thought Halle Berry was pretty good in, in uh, Monstrous Ball. But um, then since then, it's just been very hit and miss. Like I remember... Like Catwoman? Yeah, you win the Oscar and then you star in a really shitty movie. But like Forrest Whitaker, I think, won for uh, The King of Scotland. And that was uh, amazing. You know, I think Don Cheadle was nominated for Hotel Rwanda. Right, it's so been for very, tra- very for Training Day. Few and far he was between. in. I don't know if he was nominated. Was he nominated for the Hurricane? Um, yes, he was. I believe. And I don't think he was remembered for. I don't think he was. I don't think he was nominated for Remember the Titans. Oh, he might have been. Re- he might have been nominated for that. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But see, that would be a movie. I, I don't feel like maybe nominated, but I don't think he'd win for that. Like, Training Day, to me, felt like they were trying to make a statement. They were just like, we got to nominate him. You know, he's a really good actor. We got to do something. You know, he's black, and we got to do this. That's kind of how it felt to me. I could be totally wrong. I actually went back to watch it to to make sure I didn't feel that. Um, what did could, you think of that movie? 
I didn't think it was that good. I didn't think it was that good. I thought either. he was. I thought he was. So, I thought he was, he was better adequate. in so many other movies. Yeah. He, I mean, like the job that he does in Glory, the job it's that he does in funny. Philadelphia. I thought he was probably better in um, in Remember the Titans. Yeah. Um, than Training Day. I just I just didn't think Training Day was that good, and I was really but surprised when he was nominated. I could go on a real just a you know a really big long limb here but you think like every time someone bitches about something they just do something to you know slide a hand to like, it's like make reactionary it, make it go away yeah instead of it's like the nfl instead of being like on the forefront they're just reactionary to every shit that happens right right we'll take care of it we'll do this we'll do this and then it just kind of disappears you know? right and then the shit happens again several years later how many fucking times does tom brady's team have to cheat before they're finally gonna do something about it like oh yeah, we're not going to take your Super Bowl ring away. We'll just we'll just slap you a fine or whatever. Um, meanwhile, the Saints, you know, when they what they were targeting people, they they they, they you know, ousted the coach for a year and they ousted some of the players here and there. I mean, like for all the nerds out there, we're talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we like sports too. We're kind of you know ambidextrous nerds, um, if you will. So he was he was he was nominated for the hurricane. He was. And that was in 1999. Okay. He didn't get nominated for anything in 2000. But 2001, he won. You know, I, I would like to speak to the hurricane, but I've only seen it once. I have only seen it once, too. I can't remember. I, You I, know what? There was a speech in that. I think there was a speech in that where he's, like, basically crying and saying, like, you know, I've done a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. And, but... There's a hurricane. No, no don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, but was, he was like, he, he was said that like, there. there was like, a, he said that he, he doesn't deserve to be in for this. That's right. And I remember that being memorable, but, you know, I, I can't speak Training Day versus the who, Hurricane. Okay, who else was nominated that year for Best Actor? That's what I want to know. Uh, 2001 would be right. Yeah. Let me I want to know out. what the list is because I've, I've pretty much seen majority of the Academy Award uh, movies over the years. Let's um, see. That's 2001, right? Yeah. But uh, the fact of the matter is they just need to be more sensitive about... Russell Crowe for A Beautiful Mind. Okay. Will Smith for Ali. Sean Penn for I Am Sam, which he was fucking phenomenal in that movie. Uh, Tom Wilkinson in The Bedroom. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that, but I love Tom Wilkinson. I saw Ali. Smith was pretty good in that. He was pretty good in that. Russell Crowe is really good in A Beautiful Mind. That's who you're talking about when he won for Gladiator. Yeah, I think it's that movie or The Insider. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Because The yeah. Insider, he completely transforms what he looks like, too. He makes him look all old and stuff. It's so here's, like here's, the, here's the actresses that year that, that Halle Berry won. Sissy Spacek in The Bedroom. Nicole Kidman, Moulin Rouge. No. I thought Ewan McGregor was better in that movie. No, but that's not even act. It's no, they, they don't. Ewan, Ewan McGregor was better in that movie. Well, yeah. They sing uh, Renee Zellweger and Bridget Jones's Diary. I never Absolutely saw that. Absolutely not. Judy Dench and Iris. Okay, so normally like comedies don't get nom- people don't get nominated in comedy. Wait, Ethan Hawke got nominated for best supporting actor that year too. What movie though? Training Day. Yeah. See, I I can't. I don't. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Why would he get supporting actor? They're both on screen the same amount of time. Well, who In fact, gets top I think billing? the movie is about Ethan Hawke. It's, he's training. It's his training day. <laughs> 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 what the hell? Yeah, the only difference would have been calling it, like, Ethan Hawke's movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... 
training day with Denzel. <laughs> so how do you how do you have? Okay, that makes so no sense. you got you got two nominations, right? You got the best picture. Yeah. I'm sorry, not best picture, best actor. Yeah, best supporting actor, right? Basically, those two those two characters carry that entire movie, right? Okay, but it was not nominated for best picture, and it was not nominated for best director. What were the best pictures? Uh, the Fellowship. Uh, ring? Yep. Okay. A beautiful which that mind. Won, honestly. A beautiful mind. Oh, which that one? Movie's fantastic. Which one? Yeah. Moulin Rouge. No. Uh, which I actually like that movie. I do too, but that's more of a Golden Globe musical win. Uh, Gosford Park, which I didn't see. It and, was good. And in the bedroom, which I didn't see. Well, if it's in the bedroom. <laughs> no, it's not that type of movie. Oh, damn it! It's not the AVN Awards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in the bedroom, blank, blank, blank. Yeah. Um. So, Beautiful Mind is pretty awesome. You know, they did, we talked about... They do about, take a lot of liberties with that movie, though. Yeah, they do. But they do. It's, it is a good movie. And now we know that Jennifer Connelly was supposed to be Latino. <laughs> I will never watch that movie the same. I know. <laughs> Where's your accent? Yeah, you're from, El, you're, you're from El Salvador. Yeah. Where's your fucking El Salvadorian <laughs> accent? I don't even know what that is. She's just really good looking. Yeah, and, she's... Uh, gorgeous but that doesn't change the fact that she's not supposed to be the same you could have got jennifer lopez or somebody <laughs> <laughs> or sophia perez Bogart. oh my god <laughs> i can't stand rosie perez's voice although you have to admit you you really you fell for it and uh, white man can't jump no i didn't really every oh time she god, opened her she mouth so awesome in that movie every time she opened her mouth i was like you need to stick a cock in yeah, that, that so you shut up <laughs> oh my god um uh, what was the yeah the Fran Drescher's accent? I can't stand. Oh yeah, the nanny. You know, yeah. But I don't think she speaks like that normally, oh, Fran Drescher. Whereas, whereas I think I think Rosie Perez actually speaks like that. Oh no, yeah, I, I can't do it. No, don't try. That... It's pissing me off. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Wait, You're Black actually... Hawk Down was that that year too? Yeah, that wasn't even and, Best Picture nod. Uh, that movie's hard to watch. Dear Lord, yeah, it, it is really uh, hard. What no, else? it was nominated for Best Director, but not Best Picture. Okay, okay. It was oh, nominated yeah. for Best Editing. That movie's hard to watch. Yeah, I Especially understand, the end. But, but how do you put Moulin Rouge ahead of Black Hawk Down? That doesn't make any sense. No, that movie was well done. Just go, trust me, go back and walk. Yeah, go back and watch it again and watch watch how that movie plays out. I've seen that watch movie the visuals. many times. I think art direction, beautiful. I think editing, beautiful. I think uh, uh, costuming, all that stuff is wonderful. The music, everything is great. Best picture? No, I don't think so. I, I would have chose Black Hawk Down over that. But Black Hawk Down is really, really freaking tough to watch. And we talked about, you know, they got actually the cinematographer for that's doing Rogue One. So that that's pretty yeah. awesome. Um, always so, comes back to Star Wars, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think I think we've hit just on everything that I wanted to talk about in the notes that I completely forgot for this podcast. Hey, no, I think you did a, you did a good job. So on you know cold turkey that's that's cool. So yeah, I think I think we, I think we're good. I think we're good on this. I think yeah, we no, I think it. we're we're good on the subject. I'm sure it's going to come up here and there when casting pops up for certain things. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of opinions. Um, you know, it's it, it happens every day. There's something popping up, and and there's some opinion about who should play what. You know. Green Lantern should be John Stewart, should be Hal Jordan, should Miles Morales, or should it be uh, Peter Parker for Spider Man? I mean, 
there's all sorts of different um for me for me for peter parker just i know we i know we want to end it but for me it had to be peter parker and here's the only reason why Mm -hmm. is because marvel had it yeah marvel has it for the first time and i want to see their peter parker now if sony decided to do another fucking (laughs) spider-man i'm like fuck peter parker give me miles morales because like i I don't i'm tired of watching you fuck up spider-man right you give me this like glimpse of hope and then you shit all over it you know so give me something different but the only reason i was for peter parker again and i know it's the third time we've seen peter parker but I just wanted Marvel to get a crack He's at it. They have it in the right hands. Yeah, like I, I want Marvel to do Peter Parker. They're going to call it Spectacular Spider-Man, right? They're quite, they're I don't know what they're going to do. Third time around. I don't know what just they're going to do. Spider-Man, fucking, you don't need to do that. Um, but see, if I have to see Uncle Ben, die just one call more it. Time, just though, call it Marvel's Spider-Man, and people will flock to it. Oh my God! Just, just yeah, just just ask Tramp. Yeah, stamp, Marvel's Marvel's. Marvel's cock and balls, and people would fucking go and watch it. <laughs> I would it. go see that. I would go see it because it would make sense. <laughs> it would. It wouldn't be all dark and brooding. The cock and balls wouldn't be dark It'd be and brooding. Very colorful. It would very be. It would be bright and, and funny. Lots of character development between <laughs> so, the cock and the balls. <laughs> no, no complete destruction by the cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> they saved the game. It actually, the cock and balls actually save people <laughs> instead of watching an entire city be destroyed. I mean, and then, and then I don't have to stand up at the end of the movie and be like, "Wow, this is the first, this is the fucking worst cock and ball movies I've ever, ever seen." seen. <laughs> <laughs> they finally got it wrong. Yeah, right? I know. Would you fuck this cock and balls needs to go back to Marvel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it back to Fox. Yeah. Um, no, if I have to see Uncle Ben die one more time, I'm going to be pissed, too. I mean, you don't realize, uh, just one more thing. You realize in every Batman movie, every single Batman movie we see is dad and mom get killed. Every at single some one. point in time. Either it's, every single either, one. Either it's the cemetery scene or the, 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 the funeral the or the alley. You know it's coming. It's, it's probably going to happen in, in the Man of Steel. Or, or not, sorry, Man, not Man of Steel. No. Batman v Superman. God damn it. Probably gonna happen again, but you know, but you know, it, the al- seen F like thing. But you know, the the alleyway is gonna be darker, right? And Matt Damon will be Bas- basically. You're not gonna see anything. You're not gonna see anything. <laughs> it's just gonna be dark as shit, and you're gonna have this like it's really good. You're gonna have a really good soundtrack with uh, Hans Zimmer doing it. It's just gonna be a black screen. <laughs> All right. All right, we're done on that note. All right, guys. Well, that's episode 11 of Chew on This and Nerds United Podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. I'm Jewish. He's Asian. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get much more fucking diverse than that. All right. Peace. Later.